Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus, and I'm your girl, Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine. We have a new feature that we're in- introducing this week. From now on, at the top of every episode, we are going to read a Apple Podcast review to the tune of a song from Les Mis, our yeah. favorite musical. Sarah, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I guess the only question that I have is like, are we doing this in any sort of order? So I just pulled up our, all of our illustrious reviews. Thank you to the real ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like what, like, does, does it just pick any or like I, I, right now I just have the first one up. Okay. You can do the first one. Okay, cool. And what song do you want me to do? Uh, I want you to do, since we just went through America's Pluto return, oh, do yeah. you hear the people? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be honored. Okay. Um, okay. Say the name of the person who, who posted it and the date. Okay, cool. We want to thank AFS88 for this lovely uh, review of the pod. I don't know why I just turned Australian, but. Australian now. AFS88, we respect you, we love you, we see you. January 24th, 2024. Oh my God, is that today? No, no. What day is it? February. Okay, my bad. So here we go. What day is it? February. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah man. It's just like, I'm just like so high, having a high level conversations like the Aquarians want us to that I don't even know where Earth is anymore. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you hear what people saying? Five stars, five stars. Molly and Sarah are hysterical. This pod is perfect way to get your celeb gossip and some more. All the while being encouraged to take a deeper dive into the stars and what they have to say about what's going on in the world. I am paraphrasing a little bit to kind of make it fit into the... I know, you know it's really working. But it's, but it's working. I think it's... I think it's okay. But I want everyone to know, like, again, like, I'm not being literal. If you want to read that, the word for word, I'm, you know, don't quote me. Go read the review yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. and write one and r- try to write it now with a little bit of, uh, what is it called? Pentacular tentagram? <laughs> What's it called when it's like in, in rhythmic uh, Shakespeare? Oh, in your yeah, 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 yeah. Iambic pentameter. Iambic pentameter. Thank you for always knowing what I mean. Okay. Okay. Now back to it. Okay. I literally laugh out loud every episode. Sometimes in public, they're that funny, they're hoes. It's also led me to become more spiritual myself, which was a lovely, unexpected result. <laughs> highly recommend. Wow. wow. That was really good. I think people to write reviews, I don't know what. 
I think also that was left by Ashley. You have to follow her Instagram at the Schweitzers, T-H-E-S-C-H-W-E-I-T-Z-E-R-S underscore. Real friends recognize their friends' initials. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone follow her for really good, really cute puppy and home content. I'm going to do one now. I'm going to do a deep cut. This one is from April 27th, 2021. It's by Mmm Dog123. Yeah, cool, cool. Mmm Dog. The subject line is obsessed. Oh. Okay. (laughs) This is my five podcast right now. (laughs) Molly and Sarah are hilarious, but I'm also finding myself thinking about all the deeper issues they bring up. Through pop culture for days. After I'm obsessed, so smart, so, so funny. Sarah, why did you send me the video of Punxsutawney Phil <laughs> and tell me to watch it twice? <laughs> and then no, 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 I didn't mean that. I meant watch it on 2x two, two speed. <laughs> but why would I watch it at all? I don't know. And then I, you said... You said why would i ever watch this you said watch the groundhog day clip on 2x it's too funny and how it's not funny and also the pluto return started yesterday this might be one tradition we see die statistically he's always wrong but they try to make it seem like (laughs) it's like yeah he's a groundhog nobody believes in the groundhog (laughs) did you just I'm trying right now. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Let me let me walk back my thinking a little bit. Um, I thought it would be more self-explanatory, but I guess not. Uh, do you see my eyes right now? Yes. I read this and I was like, she just found out about Groundhog Day, and she's <laughs> like, her mind is blown that people actually believe this. And it's like, no, it's just a stupid. It reminded me of this one time I I had this Uber driver in New York City. And he was from the Middle East and he had just found out about Amish people. And he was telling me about Amish people. <laughs> like, was okay. like, Do you know? Okay, are, yeah. He's like, there are these people in Pennsylvania who voluntarily don't use electricity and they like don't have dentists and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I know, dude. And he was like, sometimes they come here and sell cheese. And I was like, I know. And he was like, that's fucking crazy. (laughs) You know what though? What a, what a tip to the caps or the top hats of the Amish. Just that like, if you're going to say a next sentence about them, there's so many things to say, but the fact that they're leading with cheese. Which is pretty good, all things considered. Their cheese is really, really good. And so, the eggs and the flowers. I mean, they're doing something right. They're just probably just like chopping up the kids and putting it in the fertilizer. But like, you know, I don't know. Right. Remembered Breaking Amish. I didn't really watch it. The only thing I knew from it was one girl who said she had a cavity. So her uncle put her, made her sit down like on the floor. And he just, pl- he just took some pliers and pulled out every one of her teeth. Oh, well. Um, I guess they're really getting creative with how they use all their tools. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. I would say that's abusive um, behavior. And right. yeah, I did love that Rum Springer show for like a minute, but it was also like just sort of weird because it was sort of, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole, I don't even want to get down the Amish road because I, know, I, feel like it be, it's like, I feel like I've even tried to do Amish jokes before and been like, this is just like, 
I have so much to say. And yet, like, and actually, it's it's a great thing. We're going to touch on this later. But like, it's like white on white racism at a certain point, you know. But anyway, <laughs> so... Okay, when I woke up the other morning, you know, two, 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 it was like a really big portal opening. You know, we walked into the the Pluto portal officially. Two, two, twos. You know, we're the two, two, two crew at the manual. The two, two, two is my phone number. Like, I'm very two, two, two. So, like, I was just activated yesterday, just feeling so ready to like walk everyone through hell and laugh about it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I went on my my YouTube expecting to see like tons of like two, 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 two portal videos. And actually, the first like five videos were different. Um, like different YouTube stations live streams of the Paxitani Phil uh, event, you know? Yeah, yeah. And first of all, I was blown away. The reason I clicked actually is because most of the videos were over two hours long. I know. So I was like, what the fuck? So I watch and I did, um, I watched on 2X. I got, I'm cracking up thinking that if, if, I, if you're like, she wants me to watch this two times. It's like, so maybe I sent it to you before, but. <laughs> but like, why anyway. would I watch it at all? And like, yes, two hours. <laughs> it's okay, two hours right. long. It's the same every year. It's two hours long because there's nothing to do in Pennsylvania besides that and Oxycontin. And like, it's just a it's really silly tradition. about it had me, I was at the diner. It, it had me laughing out loud, to be honest, because first of all, the, the seriousness with which they are treating this event, like it literally looks like the, the Lincoln inauguration. It, it does. With, and they, the with all the hats and then just like a sea of white people. And the um, fact that it, on the stage it says Gobbler's Knob. What's Gobbler's Knob? That's what I'm saying. Every single thing about it. Like to me, I guess one of the things that maybe like my subconscious was pushing me towards and now I see, I think that could be something like, like I know there was a Groundhog Day show, but from a totally different perspective, it would be maybe also an interesting, maybe not a musical, but like, you know, they do short films, maybe like a short musical. But it's like, so I actually watched because I was it like, has, oh. it has like waiting for Guffman potential. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so then it's like, let the procession begin. And it's like royal music plays all of these, like, and they're walking up. They're dressed like they are. They're all dressed like Abraham Lincoln. There's a line of white people walking through in, in bigger than Trump inauguration crowd crowd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Walking through like. Like, ah, ah, like there's literally like the level of excitement in the Teresa, uh, Lewis, Louis Beach video was the level of excitement of the people at the Philly. Ah, ah, we're here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great comparison. It was not in Philly, by the way. It was not Philly. It's in, it's in Fuxitani. It's in Punxsutawney. And it's, and what is Gobbler's Knob? I guess it's like, is that the neighborhood of Punxsutawney that they're in? Like, what the fuck is Gobbler's Knob? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. The two things that I knew sucking dick as in high school were like women who sucked a lot of dick were chicken heads and um, penis heads were referred to as knobs. So I thought immediately oral sex. Right. What else would you ever think of? Like even in, in our common vernacular, but like, even even like what we learned, it like you know what I mean. Like they're are they being fresh? Is I guess what? I, yeah, suck my dick, Phil. But anyway, so I thought that was hilarious. Then I wanted to ask you about this actually because my impression has always been that it was the kind of thing that Phil like lived in a hole because he's a groundhog, and mm-hmm. then he comes out on this day because it's like a part of the natural like awakening of the of the earth or whatever and then they wait and they watch quietly as this natural animal either sees his shadow or doesn't 
now what I'm realizing is like Phil, I, it's like he lives in like a foster care center or something. Like he's just like a pet. Like he just lives somewhere yeah. and they wake him up abruptly from his sleep. They bring him and display him like little Simba yeah. to the sea of, of Trump voters. And then, um, now the version of seeing his shadow is that they put two scrolls with messages that they channeled from Phil's spirit. They put two scrolls on like a, on like a, <laughs> I'm not kidding on like a podium and they put Phil in the middle and he, and he wanders around. And then the, the scroll that he picks, like, like when I first got, uh, my cat, I was like, this will be so fun. And I would like put my tarot cards on the floor and I'd be like, I'll let John pick the cards today. Right. And I'd be like, John's so spiritual. He picked it. It's like they're literally doing cat picking my tarot card for the Puxatani Phil now. They're like, talk about phoning it in. They're not even in the shadow. It's which scroll does he walk towards? Yeah, that would like- be. Is that dumber than the shot? It's all dumb. Well, actually, it's just a really it's goofy. Dumb. It's a goofy little tradition for kids. No, it's it, not like there's no logic to it. Okay, but 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 and yet and yet and yet, what the guy said proudly on the mic was that this was the largest crowd for Puxatawney Phil that the city has ever seen. So we're talking about the state of America, the Pluto return. Mm-hmm. There have never been more. There's never been more of a turnout. During COVID for this big, uh, what's Phil going to, what's Phil going to pick? Right. Yeah. But like, we're not, no one's honoring COVID anymore. It's so right, right. Well, yeah. Except in my grandmother, who's like, you know, we're all wearing hazmat suits, but right. Like it, the, it's not over. It's just hilarious how as soon as like the cro- the clock struck midnight on New Year's day, it was just, like no one's trying anymore. No one's right, trying right. at all. And yeah, like right. Boris Johnson and Joe Biden both were like, okay, no one has to do anything anymore. And it's just like, wait a minute, what? Like, it's still going. Did Joe say that? Yeah, they, they like, because, you know, the midterm elections are coming up and, it, mm-hmm. and it's going to be easy for all of the Republicans who are running for all of these different offices to be like, look, the Democrats have had you locked in for two years. Like, it's literally political. That's all it is. Okay, so this actually is... Believe it or not, you guys, we got a lot of we got a lot of glamour and glitz to try to keep you in here, but we are honestly doing work for the people, okay? Because this is what we're talking about today, which is the beginning of the Pluto return of the United States, which is a years long event. But why this synchronicity is just so remarkable is that of like of all times, of all places, of all lives, Puxatani, Phil, and Pluto coming in hot on two, 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 walking us down into the gates of hell as we as we um burn this country to a crisp and start over, because. I mean, right. The fact that COVID is political and that the thing that people are doing and risking. We're not saying it's not real. We're just saying that people use it for politics. Actually, we're saying it is real and how ridiculous it is that politics and business come first. The CDC guidelines five days. It's only because of business. Right. Right. And then the fact that like, I mean, Puxatawney Pill being a super spreader event sort of is, is sort of makes me happy in a weird way. Um, in the same way that like Trump's garden party did, you know, but like, I guess I have notes from the groundhog thing. I actually was inspired. Like I wrote, I wrote largest midweek groundhog crowd in history. Um, I said they did, <laughs> they did a big toast and then there, it goes into a chant like WWE. We love Phil. We love Phil. Phil. Phil, 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 and they're, but then it's like, how are they even thinking that they're going to get an accurate record? Because like, I actually think at the very beginning of it, it was like, like, should be quiet. The groundhog's awakening from his hibernation. Be quiet so we can see if he's in the shot. It should be treated like golf, if anything. Be, 
Golf claps, golf claps, right? Like it should be silent. We gotta natural. They're waking. They're they're actually like traumatizing this. The guy's like, I just woke up. What am I doing? What the fuck are you doing? Full, 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 full. And then he like wanders towards one of the scrolls. Then he read the scroll that was actually like channeled, channeled from Phil, which is like such a weird. The the Did they the, use the word channeled. I think that was my own. That's a better journalist than I'm all. Yeah, I think channeled is sort of like my my description of it. But it was what like did they say. What did I they believe describe they it? said like th- like Phil's message to us. Or I actually want to say they called it a. Now I might be lying. I think they called it a poem, like an omen oh. for the year ahead. But one of the things I wrote down, um, was that he said, you know, and, and also everyone's holding posters. Think spring, but then other the other side, the dissenting side is is um holding signs that say more snow. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. the big line that I was shocked by is the big wish at the very end was end. May we all live as long as Puxatani Phil. How old is this guy? It's probably like a different groundhog every year. Well, it's right? pretend, Sarah. It's pretend. So then are you telling me that they're all pretending it's the same Puxatani pill from a hundred years ago? Yeah. It's for kids. Oh, Wow. And then I started looking up the, the statistics. <laughs> and I guess just to round it all out because I did do this work. Oh, 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 the other Is this I- why we, you were two hours late for starting to record today? But the last thing I'll say is he only has been right 38% of the time in a hundred years. Yeah, it's a groundhog. How was the rest of the moon yule? I had to leave. It was the Aquarius new moon ritual on Zoom. Uh, I had to, I did a presentation on Aquarians in the British royal family as research for our book, uh, but I had to leave because it was really late and my presentation was kind of boring because Aquarians, turns out, are kind of boring. So how was the rest? I mean, I, I hesitate to say it because I really – I don't want to give Aquarians too much, but it might be in the best one yet. It was so fucking really? good. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, it was like um, – well, Todd closed it out. And I'll post the whole thing later, but motherfucker had me crying. And yeah, also, Todd Chapman is hilarious. Oh my god, Todd's incredible. You've heard him on the pod, Todd on the pod. But um, mm-hmm. also my friend Brian Parisi, who's a, a Aquarian comedian from DC, came and I haven't seen him for a while. And he was, I think he was like maybe the best like comic. Like like he did really really good jokes professionally it's like there were it was like to, to just be on the zoom with a gaggle of women laughing at our at our old cute friend brian who i haven't seen for a while was such a pleasure then he got his first ever chart reading that was so fun razzie's oh, reading cool. was on point so when's the next moon you all and what sign is it the next one is the 16th and you better be there because it is the it is it's it's the it's the meat of the book baby it's leo Full moon in Leo. Oh, good. Okay, good. That's going to be a fun one. So, okay, 16th of February, full moon in Leo. Follow at the moon you all on Instagram so that you can come and see all of the great entertainment. It's and so acts. fucking fun. Real Housewives of New Jersey is back. We shouldn't spend too long on this because we have such juicy stuff to talk about with Whippy Goldberg. But mm. um, something that reminded me, it's very on topic with what you just said and with Whoopi's thing. So this year, there's a new housewife. I'm not sure if she's full-time or friend of. I think she's just, yeah, she's just a friend of, but her name is Tracy and she's Tiki Barber's wife. So I decided to do a little bit of digging on Tracy and Tiki because she was like, in this episode, she's like, there were so many rumors about us when we started dating and it's true. And it was like, 
okay, he cheated on his pregnant wife with her, apparently. I don't know what part of that is rumor. Well, he said that they were already separated for months during the episode. So he left a woman who was eight weeks pregnant and then she hooked up with him. I'm sorry. I think, you know, I'm on the record as saying that if a man, if a man's sperm fruit has not already fallen out of the other person he put it in like (laughs) let's give it a few months before we start hooking up right well it's actually extremely astrologically appropriate to discuss this now in the context of uh of jiggy barber because real quick let me tell you why i thought of this when i was doing my research there was when this was all going down or a few years later, Tiki Barber got some backlash because he said that he and Tracy were sneaking around like reverse Anne Frank situation. <laughs> Wait. He called them re- themselves reverse Anne Frank because they were having an affair. That is... It's like, look, I actually make, I, I, count me down, have me to be the first to make an Anne Frank reference joke. Okay. I'm, I'm not above it, but it is wild in this case because it could not be like, aside from, uh, it's just, it, it doesn't even really work here. It's what is reverse Anne Frank? What is reverse Anne Frank? Like you're out in the world telling you. Well, okay. So wait, how did he say it again? Say it again. He said he that said they were sitting around. It. I mean, that is like, wow. I'm Googling Tiki Barker, Tiki Barber and Frank. <laughs> Tiki Barber creates stir with Anne Frank analogy. Ooh, any, any longtime New Jersey fans will know you cannot be making analogies around these women. They do not understand them. <laughs> and Tiki Barber clearly doesn't understand either. Um, okay. So he said, he was criticizing local media for making the analogy during an interview in this week's Sports Illustrated. At one point in the article, Barber describes going into hiding with his girlfriend after his well-publicized breakup with his then-pregnant wife. Barber and his girlfriend ended up in the attic of the home of the player's agent, Mark Lepselter. Lep's Jewish, Barber said, and it was like a reverse Anne Frank thing. I guess because okay. the Jewish guy was hiding him in his attic. Well, I, okay, I will say like, the context does help because at least there was like a Jewish person in the, you know, in the in the game of you know, like in in the, in the world of the story. He was. He, I, I get where he like made that like, oh, it's an attic, but it's like where he's saying reverse and Frank is that it's like it's it's the it's the not Jewish people in the attic hiding, right? Right. Um, and now, and I'm- the media is the Nazis. I guess the media is the Nazis. Of course, the media is always the Nazis with famous people. I fucking now, hate it. Like, down with you. People are following you around to write about it because you're doing something fucked up. You're hooking up with an intern when your wife is pregnant. Like they're not like you're not Anne Frank. You're an asshole, and people want to know why you're being such an asshole. But I also right. think no, yeah, knowing the full context. It is a little funny, and I wonder if maybe his agent is the one who said it to him as a joke. Yeah, I can't imagine that he has, like, for Anne Frank so top of mind. Right. Like, I, I, he, I, you know what I mean? That hasn't, like, been in his back pocket waiting for the right moment to use the reference, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually think that is a great conspiracy theory. Right. I think that, that his agent made the joke, and Tiki's like, hey, man, you mind if I use that? And because he also just seems like... A real cheerful, sweet guy. He doesn't seem like a like he's got a cutting sense of humor. He just seems like he's a little bit like, oh yeah, uh, uh, like a great yeah. 
like TV announcer. You know what I mean? Well, and actually the other thing, the other piece of it though, that really I think makes it, it not really work fully as a joke is you said that they were in the attic together. Yes. I would say that the thing about Anne Frank that sets her apart is that I would say it's the stark aloneness. Mm-hmm. But I guess in that case, it really is reverse Anne Frank also that he had company in the Jews attic. Okay. I actually also, don't wait, The other thing with the Real Housewives of New Jersey, our video about Louis Ruelas showing red flags is blowing up. Um, I'm really ha- on YouTube because of the premiere and because of everyone researching him. I'm really happy to see that they're talking about that creep ass warrior video. Oh uh, my God. Well, and actually, and it was nice because I feel, I feel like when we were doing the episode, first of all, I want to say Molly again on top of it, right? Like we were early on this because of mm-hmm. you. Very, very good. My little psychic Pisces. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we like were on record for all of this beforehand. Which I think is just fabulous for us, but um, fuck, what was I about to say? What did I say? Uh, Something about Louis. Oh, on the video. I, oh, oh, oh. When we when we recorded it originally, the news had just broken, but then you know that the producers were using it in the show. So I feel like I remember like searching for that warrior video, and like you found it, and then by the time I searched it, like I couldn't even find it, and. So it was nice because it was the first time that I had actually seen the video, the warrior well, video in full. They didn't post it. They didn't play it on the show, though. So but they had this it's weird. It's re- now, though. It's re-googleable. Yeah. If anyone wants to find it, at Boredom by Bravo has it as a recent mm-hmm. post in their main feed. Um, the way they recreated it on the show was hilarious. Like it was like stock footage of men's feet in the ocean and right. people stomping, and it was like the yelling into the air emoji, but in real life, it was so funny. And someone was like, "All the men were naked." I don't think they were naked. I'm sure they had bathing suits on. Well, uh, so yeah, I loved their because I was like, I was also thinking of our episode. Like, I was like, maybe I should re-listen because it's like they're kind of saying what we were like. They were trying to describe it in the same way that we were, but they did add some like different details that we did right but yeah yeah, they definitely they definitely so i because i think it must have been the thing where like bravo made sure that the video was offline until this aired so now people can see it before like so that there weren't tons of us out there and well um, i think there was probably a copyright claim from whoever owns the video and the it's going to get taken down all over again oh because it is back up and i did finally see it and i didn't necessarily i mean they're all shirtless I do think yeah. they have bottoms on though, but I like, yeah. I like, I don't the, think they're just dick swinging in the sun. No, I, but I, I do like the, the sort of artistic choice to just, you know what? Let's, let's spread the rumor. Let's, let's make it nude. I love that. I love that. Mm. And I was actually, I was going to ask you because this was my first ever New Jersey Housewives episode. What? Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. God. What is wrong with you? Well, a few things I wanted to talk about with you that, that struck me. I mean, you had mentioned it in previous episodes, but I didn't quite realize because I was watching the recap from, you know, it was the first episode. So they were doing kind of like season recap. I couldn't yeah. believe how violent it was. First of all, Teresa was on Watch What Happens Live last night after the show came, after the show aired. And apparently, um, Andy said to Gia, what did you think of the time when your mom pushed me? Her Teresa pushed Andy hard at a reunion. Oh and Gia goes, I would do the same thing. And I was like, okay, you guys are fucking trash. That's so trashy. Why would you push your employer? He didn't do anything. And Gia was just like, yeah, whenever I'm mad, I do that. And I'm like, okay, good to know the fucking – like everyone in the fandom sort of puts all of this, this like – class on Gia for some reason. They're like, oh, Gia's the smart one. She's got a good head on her shoulders. And I'm like, no, Gia is 
exactly the same as her parents. And she also on the show is saying, my mom doesn't need a prenup. Why would she need a prenup? And she's supposed to be studying law. And I'm like, girl, your mom needs a fucking prenup before this man steals all her money. They literally don't understand the Judice's I don't think they understand that a prenup protects both people. They think you only get a prenup if you think the woman's going to steal your money. So they're insulted that anyone would say you need to get a prenup. That's always, I've always thought it was so weird when people would be like, why would you sign a prenup if you like really trust it? It's like, well, I don't know. Like, don't you have a storage unit? Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't have to share. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's not like that insulting to say like, if this doesn't work out, let's be look when, when Randy and I got John the cat, it was clear from the moment that we got the cat that if we, when we were to separate, the cat is staying with Randy. That was a prenuptial agreement to protect yeah. us both. We never had to have a fight about it one time because it was just made clear from the beginning. Not that we were planning on breaking up, but it was just like, hey, for the record, I'm taking this. This is mine. This comes with me. Right. It's like, okay. And the prenup doesn't have to be like taxing and punishing on either party. Like what it would say is like if I was to sign a prenup, I would say every year that I don't work because I'm taking care of our children is a certain dollar amount that I would get. Like just to make sure that because the reason why you sign a prenup is to make sure that neither one of you is screwed in the divorce. And if you stop working to take care of the kids and your prenup says everything gets 50-50, you're screwed because then you haven't been working for 20 years. So yeah, you're going to get 50% of everything, but then you're going to be what, like a secretary jumping back in the job market at 45 or 55. So like, that's the kind of thing you need to think about. Like no one wants to be like thinking about divorce when they're getting married, but there are boilerplate prenups you can sign that you don't have to really be that like, you're not planning for it. You're just like, yeah, this is standard. Well, and it's also not like fucking, you know, this isn't like a hundred years ago. It's like, actually, I would have a hard time imagining that anyone getting married, the thought of divorce doesn't cross their mind. We live in divorce world. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. So not even in terms of- Actually, not as many anymore. Really? Yeah, the divorce very has gone down. Yeah, because every, because there's no middle class and everybody's too poor to divorce. Exactly. That like literally and, is why. But but, no, like, but it's also it's also because people are getting married later, so they're making a better choice in who they marry first time around anyway. And also because a lot of people like when divorce was first sort of became mainstream, there was a boom in divorces because everyone was like, Hell yeah. And then they kind of realized how it messes your it can mess your kids up. And like it's also, you know, being single and middle-aged is not all it's cracked up to be. So it's like right. there, there was a big boom for a few decades and now people are sort of a little bit more likely to kind of, you know. I love your I love your impression that divorce became more like popular, more acceptable. And they're like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, everyone yeah let's do it. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> taking their shirts off and spinning them around their heads like, woo, divorce. It's so funny. Yeah. But like, okay, yeah, so that makes perfect sense to me and I totally get it. And uh, even just to, on that same conversation topic, I was shocked at the beginning of the episode when all the girls were sitting around with Teresa and the daughters were like, we love Louie. We're like, it was weird that they didn't, like none of them seemed to be hesitant at all like maybe i guess his behavior up until that like maybe the video was the first thing that was like the red flag or something like right well i think their fam first of all as i've said people who are narcissistic or abusive emotionally abusive know how to turn it on for the right people they can't keep the mask up all the time but you can 
damn well be sure that he's going to have the mask up when he's around her children until the ring is on both of their fingers. And they all live in the same house. And then there are rules about what you do and not do not say outside of this house. Right. Exactly. So like, like when I was dating someone who was the most emotionally abusive, my parents loved him. And he was like the number one guy to invite to introduce to your parents, but he never put the mask on in front of my friends for whatever reason. He didn't care as much. And my friends were all like, there's something about him. We don't like, he's not that friendly. So they know who to put it on in front of and who not to. So, and I'm not, and you know, we're not diagnosing anyone. I'm just saying from my experience. And also I think these girls have grown up. If you go back and watch season one, which I think we re- we really should, because I can't believe you haven't seen this yeah, show. Yeah, I but- actually feel like I need to do like a whole retrospective. Like after watching that first, because like I just, it's, it is hard to understand what you're talking about. And like the only season that I've watched, re- I mean, I watched Beverly Hills this last season. I loved it. And I watched Salt Lake City. But see, I was blown away. Like you've been saying, you're like, New Jersey's a different animal. New Jersey's a different animal. But it's like, I'm from New Jersey. I don't know. Like, do I care? I now, I want to apologize when I'm wrong. I say I'm wrong. I get what you're saying now for the first time. This is hilarious. I'm there's there are four carts being carted by, <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's like I I feel like I get it now. That this yeah, and is Salt a different Lake- show. This is a different show. Yeah. Salt Lake City is so contrived. Like even this last week, like Mary was like, I don't know why I'm here with any of you. And the subtext is none of these women are actually friends with each other. Like they're just on a show. Whereas with New Jersey, like they actually have family connections, especially in the early seasons. But if you look back at season one, the girls, Teresa's daughters are like, one of them's not even born yet. They're so little. So they've grown up. Their whole lives has been, this show is filming a few months a year. East Coast, Kendall and Kylie. Exactly. Exactly. That is so true. And even more so, even more so because and it's like the difference is though, it's like, it's like Kendall and Kylie were like, fuck it. We're getting plastic surgery young and we're still going to lie about it. Whereas these girls are like, we push, we shove. What, what of it? <laughs> right. Exactly. And like their parents, like, especially their dad is just like such a malignant person, but they yeah. love him because he's their dad, which I don't blame them. But like, They've got blinders on. These girls have to have blinders on in order to function in the world. Like you, I cannot imagine that these girls, if they read any press about their family or about the show, their knee jerk reaction is going to be it's lies, 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 lies. Teresa is a liar. She lies all the time. When Dolores, her best friend and biggest ally on the show told her, Oh, um, Joe, Joe Gorga said this about Joe Giudice and she lied to her face. Oh, that's amazing. Pretended she didn't know. Teresa is a stone cold weirdo. And wow. like the whole family just has a different idea of reality. And at the same time, it does seem like they are being victimized by someone who is incredibly adept at manipulating and getting people to think he is a certain way, whether yeah. he is or not. I don't know. Cause I don't know the guy, but like the, in my experience, some people are really, really good at truly convincing everyone that they're awesome and holding them in their sway. And it's such a red flag that they bought a house together within a year. And even Gio was like, yeah, that was a little quick. They've merged their finances. These four girls, some of them are minors. Like they said, now they're going to be living with strange men. I'm sorry. I thought that was weird when it was like two. We've never lived with men before, except for our father who was in prison anyway. And now we're going to move in with a 20 something guy and his abusive dad. Like, cool. Right. Like, Oh my God. How do people, I mean, how bad do you need a boyfriend? Like to have- one of the girls is going to hook up with their new stepbrother. He's a hot 20 something that they've never, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't it's know. Not- I do think that's going to be a storyline. I'm saying that as a prediction. 
I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm, oh, it's a mess. But the other thing I wanted to talk about. So yeah, we've been on the Louis story. Watch this space because we're going to keep staying on it. It's going to be an insane season. And if you want the charts, you can check out, I think it's on YouTube too, but like we, we actually deep dive the charts and I think you will find it to be quite pleasing and informative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing I want to say is I do not think that anyone in New Jersey should ever get a nose job. Okay. Are you reading my notes? That was my next question. First of all, who is that character? Why does she think everyone is mad at her? And why does her nose look so bad? Okay, she's Jennifer Aiden. She is an enigma. She's very hard to figure out. She does really bitchy, horrible things. But then at the same time, she's kind of lovable. Her husband's a plastic surgeon. But for some reason, she went to Turkey to some Instagram doctor. That was what I was going to ask. Like When she told that story, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? She's like, I just got my nose done. Like I got it. I got my chin and my nose done from a, a, a doctor. I found on Instagram in Turkey. Now you even add in the detail that her husband's a plastic surgeon. Like literally what the fuck's going on? I know. So apparently later in the season, some marital stuff comes up between them from um, like you saw it at the end. Margaret was saying, oh, you your husband cheated on you with an office manager. And Jennifer's like she was a fucking saleswoman (laughs) (laughs) directing who her husband's mistress was. But so there's some stuff that's going to come up later in the season with her and her husband. But she said that her husband didn't want to operate on her because he thought she was such a bad patient before. But I'm like, why did your husband like it is the first rule of plastic surgery that if you can't afford to do it in your native country, don't do it. I mean, to and- go into another country uh, to get plastic surgery is fucking insane. Yeah. And I really hope her nose settles. But I'm just so devastated yeah. that she got a nose job to begin with because she I was, was beautiful. Maybe, I, I, OK, that's what I'm saying. Like, I looked I because I, I looked up just like what she looked like before. And I thought she looked great. The nose is horrible. The only thing I could think is that maybe it was still swollen. Yeah. The tip is probably still swollen. And she says she has said since then that it has settled in better, but it's like, you're Turkish. Why are you giving yourself a little ski slope nose? Like New Jersey is not ski slope nose. We have noses. Me and you look at us. Melissa Gorga on Jersey. She got a nose job. I think Teresa even got a nose job. And it's like, none of you look better with these ski slope noses. It doesn't fit you. Like Melissa Gorga's old nose. She was adorable in the early seasons. Like all she really needed to do was get her makeup together. That's it. (laughs) Like most of the time, I don't know. And also I really do think like a really great plastic surgery life hack is do everything but your nose and people are going to think you got nothing done. Um, okay. That's interesting. Wow. If you have a natural, like look at Leah Michelle, I'm sure she's got the works. You would never think she has had anything done because she's got her nose. Barbara Streisand, you would mm-hmm. never, she's probably had as much done as Jane Fonda, but because she left wow. her natural nose, which is a nose with deviation, as we all know. A nose with deviation. Yeah. Because she has her natural nose, you don't even think of her as ever having had a single thing done. Wow. Literally, though, that's, that is really actually an interesting, yeah, like work around the nose and. Yeah. Like even Khloe Kardashian, like what what would she have done differently? Because like to me, Khloe Kardashian's nose I find highly drilling, although it actually is settling. She looks a little bit better. But like but like if she had kept sort of her wider nose, I don't know, like, right, like you just give her a little bit of a higher cheekbone and it might Wait, have like, made all the think, difference. Do you think Khloe looks better now? No, well, no. I think she looks better than when she first got the nose job. Like those first few days of like Khloe's new nose, I was devastated. She looked like Michael Jackson. She literally even- looked like Michael Jackson. Even Chris, 
like has a, a hint of the Jackson. Like it's just why are you touching your nose? Like you can be beautiful and glowing and put together and not have a ski slope nose. It looks so stupid it on really, so many people. Well, and it's also just so obvious. Like I feel like plastic surgery is the type of thing that when done well, like not not because there's shame involved or anything, but because like it, like if it's done well, nobody really knows. Like there, it's not like the kind of thing where unless you like are butt ugly and then you like emerge a swan, it's like it should be the kind of thing that enhances your beauty, like enhances yeah. your natural beauty. And you just like what I can't put my finger on it, but like something about you looks really you know like you right, can never you look awesome. Right. Like you can never on a, a great chin implant actually does make a big difference. And you would never know. You would just think something. Right. I think you're so right. The nose is like the biggest, like the quickest tell. And tell. It, it's a tell. And it also is the immediate tell of like, to me, it's like insecure. Uh, again, I'm not anti-plastic surgery, but I feel like especially these women that are just like beautiful and already on TV, like why? Like you don't need to look like yeah, it's just like they all end up looking like different versions of the exact same template that is like sort of at the end of the day, you know, Michael Jackson-y. Yeah. And like you're married, you have four. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Our kids, you're middle-aged. Right. Why Who is now? For? Who is this for? Yeah. And I, and you know, they always say, oh, it's for me. Like, we know it's not. We know it's not. We know that, like, we want to look the way we want to look because other people are looking at us. But, like, right. and myself included, like, yeah, it is partially for you, but it's also you want to look the way you want to look, you know? And that's because other people are looking at you. It's not because you're staring in the mirror all day. But yeah, it's like even Kyle Richards getting a nose job earlier this year. I was like, what do you hate? Yeah, I was so bothered by that. I'm like, now? Why? Your best acting roles are behind you with your yeah. old note. Why would the new, what's with the, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah also- I, I feel the exact same. And again, it's not because I have a judgment of plastic surgery. And if it really does make you feel better, fucking do it. But it just like doesn't necessarily from the outside make it, I don't think it's like you look any better. You don't look better. Why, why would you do that? Yeah, and it's, it's just so much more of a serve to have a different kind of nose and still look good. Especially, you're so right, New Jersey. Like we are home of the big featured beauties. We love an ethnic nose in New Jersey. Like right. we're looking at two of them right now. We don't, yeah. we don't, you know, it's not Beverly Hills. It's not, yeah. And it's like, it's look, if you're going to like be fist fighting and owning it as that's the way I deal with shit. But this brings me to my next question. And then I want to say something really quickly about Tiki Barber. But my next question is, okay, so like to me when I was watching, there was a line that was a throwaway funny line that actually struck me as the most racist thing for two reasons that I've heard on the show so far that no one mm-hmm. seems to, it seems like New Jersey is just like, 
really has a like a social um like code of its own because at one point someone in the show was talking to Tiki and she's like, you know, I named my dog after you. And he's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, cause he's a, he's a Jersey football player and, and she's, he's like, what kind of dog is it? And she goes, oh, um, a mutt, no offense. Now, number one, dude, that I, is insulting I, I, for so many reasons, not only to Tiki, but to the dog. Why, why is insulting to the dog? Because even if, first of all, the mutt means that it's, that you just, it's a mix. It's a mixed dog. Okay. Yeah. Tiki isn't mixed. So it, it, to say no offense to him, either she's implying that because he's black, she just, I don't know who you are. You're a mutt too. So no offense. Or I said, no, no I, and, or, or she's saying, well, it's like, because she has shame about her dog. He's a mutt. Like, so no offense that a mutt is named after you as if that's like a bad thing to be. It's like pit bull hate too. It's like, not that I, you know, but it's, it's like, it's like dog racism. Yeah, but there's no such thing as dog racism. I think yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's like, to me, I guess actually I took it the wrong way, maybe because I was like, I thought it was just like commenting on his race a little bit. And I was just like, no, I, I thought, but no offense was like weird to me. But actually, maybe I heard it wrong. It's because, okay, first of all, I want to say I fully agree that it's really fucked up when white people name their dogs after black celebrities. It is a thing. That happens a lot and it's really fucking weird. And like, especially with celebrities and stuff, like I actually have a note in one of my, in my phone or Google Docs or something where I keep track of all the white celebrities or white people who have named their dogs after black celebrities because it is a thing. Wait, could you get that? Okay, maybe we don't have to do it right now, but I would love, I cannot believe you've been uh researching this for so long. This is a passion I've been project. swirling them away because I noticed it. And it's even the most well-meaning white liberals do it. I know a girl who's like anti-racism, like poster child, and she names her dog is named Oprah Winfrey. And I'm like, that is so disrespectful to Oprah. Like what would so is that what you're saying you though, that like that like it's insulting that that tiki barber is the dog's name in the first place but i just feel like yes. if, you don't, if you don't love your if, if it's if it's he's a mutt no offense then you're naming a dog that you think is like less than right like a black football player's name it's like i don't know all it's, it's just right. rubbed well, me the wrong dogs, way. everything about it rubbed me the wrong way right dogs are inherently less than like i love my dog but my dog's not a person you know like it's they're lower on the food chain in every sense of the they can't they don't even like so to name one after like you don't name a dog after someone who you like you people will say oh well they they named the dog tiki or oprah because they love and respect them Okay, name a dog after your dead grandfather because you respect him. You would never do that. You right, would never right. ever do that. You right, you're never kind of just like you're kind of just like using it, it's like it's it's sort of like it's not appropriation, but like it's sort of like making Oprah part of my brand by but right. she, Oprah's the dog. And it's this weird cutesy thing and it's not cool. It yeah. really gives me a bad feeling. I do think worth her saying a mutt, it's like you know, she's in her fifties and that's like there, the adopt don't shop movement is very young. And for people who are boomers, they're like, Oh, that that's a mutt. Like mutts are cheaper. They're not purebred. Like that's all she was saying with that. Like, Oh, sorry. That, it's I not. Just think that's just, I don't know. To add a no offense. It just was, I felt it was so rude to the dog. And well, she's saying like, Oh, sorry. It's not like a purebred Portuguese water dog. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. You oh, just, no offense. You deserve it's, a better dog than we, that we, than we have. You deserve a purebred. 
Exactly. That's what she meant, which is like, it was just a little throwaway joke. That's, I feel like that, that part. Yeah. That part didn't bother me as much as just the fact that her dog, like, I, I'm sorry. Like when I see a white person name their dog after a white celebrity, I will stop my list. I will delete my list and I will never look at it again. And I will never talk about it again, but if you are out there and a person of color and your dog's name is Swifty right in. Speaking of dogs, though, the okay. other thing I want to say in terms of dog, you know, person on dog violence during this episode was they were like, so they kept showing that clip of whichever husband did stand up. And oh. I was I was like beside myself. First of all, the fact that they were so Gorga, Melissa Gorga being so this is Teresa's brother. I'm, I'm gathering. Yes. So they it must was, have just it, drank like flu, like, like, like. The you know oil for the car growing up with breakfast. I mean, there's just something like <laughs> like that. They're, they're drinking fuel. Like there's something just like inherently weird about these people. So he, they're showing this clip over and over where he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for my dog. He's always got that red rocket boner, but then he's just got those paws. He can't jerk his dick off. And first of all, don't talk about your dog fucking jerking off. Second of all, I want I was, oh Joe, uh, too real, too like you know that is like a thought that he had when he was like nine years old. Like, this is like the opposite of the tiki joke where he was like, yo, you got, yeah, the dog's got a red rocket with those paws. I feel like he was a kid in the schoolyard saying that. And that's been his, like, he's, I think he thinks that is so fucking funny. And it's just like, I, it is an, it is a, I, I, yeah, I, I, I hated the joke. I think he probably thought of that joke as an adult with a fully developed brain. That's the oh, bad news. Man. Oh, man. So he really, it's its like, oh, Joe, Joe, you're cutting us up. Too real. Yeah. Now every time I see my dog, all I think about is the, the fact that he's a victim because he can't jerk his dick off. It's like, what the I fuck? Know. And guys? also, like, don't you, doesn't your dog hump things? They hump things. Yeah, your dog can come if he needs to. Relax. If you didn't snip yeah. him, he's good. That was painful and I was painful. dying watching it. This is the thing. I think stand up is dying. That's why it's the same as fashion. It's like, you know, we're always going to have comedy and stand up, but right. When we have Katie Thurston and Joe Gorga doing Atlantic City, it's fucking over. Right. I, I think that the whole concept of stand up comedy is going through a very cringe moment right now, but it is really funny that Joe Gorga is doing a stand up tour. I mean, what the hell? Unreal. I, I, Unreal. And then the one other comment I had was well, two things. One thought one is that um, I just want to say, I just can't believe what was it was Melissa Gorga, who I guess looks she's like sort of Queen Bee, I guess. She was talking about nose job girl and she said, bite my asshole. <laughs> and I was just like, what am I? Like, No, I felt like traumatized after that show. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, of all the mean things that you guys have been, the, the culture's mean. OK, I get it. But like, you don't have a bite, bite my asshole. Bite my asshole. Okay, I think what we should do is ask the crowd, do you you guys want us to do a rewatch of Real Housewives of New Jersey and record an episode for every episode and come on this journey with us? Wow. I would do that. I would do that. I think it would be a great thing to do. It would be an honor and a pleasure. Yeah. People, let us know. Let us know, everyone. Speaking of Anne Frank, Whoopi got in hot water this week because she... Is this what you think I sound like when I do the transition? I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty professional. When I just, just I how, how did it I do? How did really, I, yeah. yeah, how did I do? It is good. Very <laughs> chipper. Very chipper. Thank you. So, but actually, you tell the story if if you can because you know I 
I'm not as good as summing things up in less words. Whoopi Goldberg, she said, here, I'm going to read what she said. Um, she said the Holocaust wasn't about race. Right. Right. She said I it was. I, don't, I sort of have mixed feelings about this off the bat. Well, okay. So tell me what your mixed feelings are. She okay. also said it was just a bunch of white people fighting, which I think is really funny, well, but not. She, she didn't say it in those words, though, did she? Yeah, she did. No okay. one's talking about that part. Can you read the whole statement? Because I think the clip I saw then wasn't complete. Give me the. Because that's what that's what yeah. I deducted from it, which was like she is triggered because what she what she's saying is like this is white on white fighting. Right. That's what she was saying, which is really uh, it's it's crazy because she's a really smart person and she has been around for a while. She's been around the block. And it's what the fuck is that? Well, so here's the issue, though. The issue is and, and like, how would you not know why that's so off base? Because I think that like everything, uh, we are using the wrong, like, words. To, there, We have too many words, and yet we're overlapping words to describe things that are different, right? And I think this question of, so, like, the Jews. Let's start there. We consider the Jews a different race, but the reason is because it was the group of white people that were getting persecuted. And so they don't like, even when you do a 23 and me, it just comes back Jewish. Right. So in that way, it's don't think, but what Whoopi said, I think is where we come into the conversation about the future and the culture and how we actually work collectively as humanity to respect each other, which is that what she said afterwards was to me as a black woman, I think of race as being something that is, you know, physical. Like it's something that you can see, right? It's skin color. I think she worded what she was trying to say poorly, and I think it was. It's it's the reason it's wrong is because what it really is is that she's ignoring um, anti-Semitism as an issue, whatever word you use for race, right? right. And she also- has like that's her thing that's been in her mind for a long time, which is like she's like the Holocaust is white on white. That's my whoopee impression. But it's like, it's like that. that <laughs> it's like Marge Simpson. Well, that's I probably a good it's, comparison. It's also ahistorical. I think there's a couple things going on here. For one thing, you know, Jewish people similar to Asian immigrants in America are kind of a model minority because, you know, people think of Jewish people as being successful in life and in our society. So some people who are from communities that are by and large, more downtrodden might be like, oh, well, they don't have it as bad as us. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's her mindset. I don't know, but that's the impression that I got from what she said. But the other thing is it's ahistorical because to say that it was white people going at it with each other, it's not like the Jewish people and the Nazis were on a field of battle running at each other. It was like one group was completely crushing the other. It was not well, and, just and, and it was and it was legal. Right. It was done through like it was a government genocide. Yeah. It was a it was a yes. controlled in agreement, we are choosing to elect. I mean, he was elected. Right. It was oppression. It was not a war. There right. was a war going on at the same time with some of the same players involved in it. But Jewish versus Nazis was not warfare. It was one group being fucking crushed with all of the might of the other group. You know, yeah. but that was what was goofy about what she said. And too. I, and it I was also like, thought she, well, come on, you have to know this. Well, and I also think what what she was trying to do was make a, like, and I do it even on this podcast sometimes too, where instead of saying, yes, I agree. And another way to think about it is 
I, you know, somebody will say just sort of like a colloquial way of going, no, it's not that it's this, right? No, it's not even that. And so I think she was saying, aside from whatever personal bias she has about not feeling like people get how hard it is to be black. She's sitting there on a panel of just like fucking white bitches. Like I get where she wants, I I get where on a subconscious level, she would kind of want to make that point. But it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I think what she was trying to say was that the fact that it even happened was a larger uh, sort of demonstration of how mentally ill human beings are at, at, you know, at then, but that's not that long ago, like at this time that like we're right. in it. She, she, was, she was trying to make a, a, like a more meta point, but, but she cut herself off before we could hear that part. Right. She said, this is about man's in like man's hostility to man yeah. is what she said. Yeah. But also she, and and she sort of sounded like she was going to make a point. She was like, once we go down the race tunnel, we kind of just, it turns into a different conversation. And I think she was trying to say, like, I would have liked her to expand on those thoughts and explain how that impacts other groups, you know, oppressing each other. Because I think she, it was, it seemed like she had a lot to say and she had thought about it a lot. And I wanted to hear more of her perspective on that, but she didn't say it. Well, but, but, but this, here's the, well, okay, go ahead. But, but can I say, here's, yeah, go ahead. Here's the more damning quote in my opinion, yeah. which I referenced before. Yeah, and I don't I went think I heard it. it. Yeah. She said, this is white people doing it to white people. People, So y'all going to fight amongst yourselves. So it's, it's she did draw a line of like white people fighting white people is what the Holocaust well, what she, was. Well, what she's saying is race is the color of your skin and how you are perceived by society, period, which it is. But it is also more nuanced than that. I also think that the unfortunate thing, and what I was going to say before, is like, especially on a show like The View, and it's even kind of, you can talk, you could say similar to like even the Housewives, uh, Genie situation, is that to just like, Jenny, Jenny I don't know why I'll call her Genie, but, um, I know, uh, this, this idea that there has to be punishment when you say something insensitive is, like I, I think we would all be much right. better served when we can. Like, it, like actually, what you're what you're saying as a consumer is, I would like to hear more of what Whoopi has to say. I have enough respect and reverence for her. They cast her on the show. I mean, Whoopi, Whoopi, view aside, Whoopi is one of the greatest of all time, and Whoopi loved yeah. the Jews. Nope, Whoopi, I would say, and I don't want to. Well, maybe I want someone to say, but but I promise you, Whoopi loves the Jews. I promise you, Whoopi has no problem with Jews. Whoopi has had right. Whoopi's, Whoopi's parties are full of Jews. Okay, so and she said something really misguided and I think it seemed misinformed and I would like to hear how she came to that conclusion. 100% and I would like to watch somebody in real time learn. I think that's where we're missing like like the conversations with Jenny stopping here is kind of a bummer because we need to be able to have conversations with people who have different views than us, not only so that we may walk to the other side if we find that we're wrong, but just so that in general, then there's a difference between like being really fucking mean, you know, and, and like right. just trying to, you know, like the, there's a meanness that when people are being racist or when you really, really truly are a white supremacist or a supremacist of any kind where it's like, okay, you're just a fucking asshole then get out of here. You know, but I do think we have to give people the benefit of the doubt that when we say things that hurt each other, it ju- it usually isn't like unless again, unless it's like Mary saying something fucked up, she knows the cameras are on her and like these girls anyway, and they're punchliney. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's I don't know. I think it's like when people act, yeah. do care if you say something that is off color or that is hurtful in nature to explore that publicly would be such a service. And yes. So the thing is, this makes sense. We, oh, we, we didn't sorry, explain. Sorry. We didn't explain. 
we didn't explain yet. She's been suspended for two weeks from the show. So this is what people are really getting. It's like, what the hell? Why would you suspend her for two weeks for saying something that is misinformed? But ultimately, obviously, clearly, if someone as intelligent and worldly as Whoopi Goldberg could say the Holocaust is white on white people fighting, clearly we need to have the conversation because she's not a stupid person. And, in and fact, like if she thinks that other people probably think that and now the people who agree with her about that are going to be emboldened in that belief and it's only going to strengthen it, the fact that she's now been sent to timeout. Right. Well, and also what what – it's just so, it's almost like, um, it's just like it's sort of patronizing. Two weeks, like what the, what the fuck difference is two weeks of Whoopi to sit home and think about the, the, the gaff she made on TV? Do you know what I mean? It's like, like, right. it, it, you're it, just going to sit home and home. be annoyed the whole time. I mean, if anything, what I would hope, maybe, maybe she said, yo, give me two weeks. Um, because it would be, it was shocking to me if when she returns, they don't address it. So maybe she's like, let me get my thoughts together. Let me write some punchlines when I come. Cause like, how are they not going to address it? The show is about addressing their different views. Right. But even when today, apparently, when Joy came on, Joy Behar is moderating it in her absence and she just was like, whoopies out for two weeks. Okay, here's the first story. Like, Joy didn't even say anything. But so they aren't talking about it. So it'll be interesting well, to see what that's happens. Also probably we because the- Joy is probably particularly triggered. Like, I think this, yeah. I bet you that Joy was like, you need, it, I, you know, I bet somebody was like, well, okay, why don't you talk about it? Why don't you talk about it tomorrow and see if you, and Joy was like, no. Like, because jo- Joy is such a fucking Jew. <laughs> like, yeah, but but I think that Joy and Whoopi have such a long working relationship yeah, that yeah, she yeah, would be right, like, right. let's figure this out. I don't think she would be so reactionary. I think that maybe like, the only reason think- that they're not talking about it, I do think that it's because they know they are going to have an – I bet you they give it a segment when she comes back. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing I want to say before we get into the astrology is just how ironic it is that the response to this has been to silence her and take her off the show when the reason they were having this conversation in the first place is because they were talking about banning books from schools. And they were talking about how you know about this story about how Mouse, the graphic novel, which is an incredible, incredible book about the Holocaust, um, it's amazing and every kid should read it. It's been banned from a school in Tennessee because of nudity and cursing. And it's there, it was being taught to eighth graders and the school board voted unanimously to ban it. So they're talking about how you shouldn't ban books ever under any circumstances. And now because she said something that made people uncomfortable and rightly so like it that should make people uncomfortable it was a yeah, bad thing to say wrong, yeah it's it's poorly said and it's not the right it's it's a, it's a it's a tough sentiment to stand behind but we love worry right. enough that we actually have space for her humanity right and the whole point of this conversation is we need to have hard conversations right and like right it's like it's like About- ban books and whoopee was actually the outcome of this Right. It's like the whole, I I just can't believe the whole segment was we need to have tough conversations. And then someone said something tough and she's been banned. It's absurd. Yeah. Absurd. And I don't know, like, and it also reminded me of how, when I was in high school, we had a book that had the N word in it and the teacher went through every single copy and scratched it out with, um, 
a black marker, but then she said it in class. Oh my god! Sure. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I know. Uh, you, I, know. I, I you know you don't love to see it, but you love to see it. It's like ridiculous. ridiculous. It's so so fucking funny. Right yeah, now. yeah. Humans. I guess it's just like I think that's part of even with the Pluto stuff too, which is just like at a certain point we are really watching. Like everything that we're upset about, aside from in the moment, the behavior that it's like the the we are coming from a foundation that is so rooted in hypocrisy and and fear and self protection and preservation that that we are just like walking into walls left and right and like mm-hmm. it's like if you don't get that you're like like the same as when you just have the like or even like you know wrong way when you're playing Mario Kart it's like either you turn around and you actually drive the car or you're gonna get kicked out of the rotation nobody wants to play Mario Kart with someone that's actually not playing it's like that's what's happening globally it's like look at the end of the day we, we we're gonna have a reboot one way or another and we're just seeing all the like glitches in the matrix like glitch glitch glitch. There is no one who's like leading the way in the right direction, I would say. Literally no one in this story is the hero. It's just basically me and you, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then at the same time, you've got because I and actually, yeah, and then we'll get into the astrology because I'm sure this has to do with the astrology oh, very as much well. So, very much so. At the same time, you've got all these artists on Spotify calling for the censure of Joe Rogan. Um I because, was just gonna bring that up, yeah. Yeah. So you've got People on the left, of which I count myself as a member, uh, saying, how dare you ban Mouse? And then at the same time saying, ban Joe Rogan from Spotify. And I'm like, right. okay. They, they don't exist. Joe you Ro- can't have both thoughts and, and actually feel good about yourself because they are actually opposing thoughts. Exactly. Like, Joe Rogan is not as important to society as mouse i will say that there's a a lot of guys i know that might disagree with you though (laughs) literally joe gorga talking about jerking off a dog is like that was probably joe rogan's notebook but he crossed out and was like nah i can punch this up you know what i mean literally was writing it and he was like one step away like this is my like yeah yeah, i'm I'm that close rogan's gonna love and i am not gonna Right. And I'm not going to pretend I'm above Joe Rogan because I do I'm listen not at to his podcast. I, I think, yeah, I, I stopped listening at the beginning of COVID because he was doing too much COVID denial and it was really annoying. And it, me. And it, and is it was the, that is the heart of the problem. Right. It was stupid and ill informed. So I stopped listening to him. And also, like, I go on the Joe Rogan subreddit and everyone on the subreddit talks about what an idiot he is. And these are his biggest fans. So it's like, nobody's really like, there might be a few people who are listening to like, I I guess the big thing that people wanted him to be banned for was he interviewed two really high profile scientists about why they think the vaccine rollout is like haphazard or whatever. And it's these, I didn't think that what they said was all that interesting. I listened to half of one of them and I turned it off because I was like, I don't, I just don't think anything he's saying is that crazy or groundbreaking. But ideally, if you're going to do that, you should also interview someone who has the opposing view and like the only, which he hasn't done. And now he has said that he's going to start trying to do that more. But like, you can't censor the conversation. You can't censor scientists who don't agree with the consensus or with the majority of other scientists. You just can't do that. It's crazy. Well, and honestly, like to, to, to tie it all in a nice bow, it's like what happens when there is not a safe space for actual productive, challenging conversation is the motherfucking Holocaust. 
the the people who hold the opposing thoughts, they just go underground and do it on 4chan where it's impossible to moderate. And then the real crazies right. come out. Right. You know, so and, and I think that that actually is part of the, this astrological moment that we're in, because that is the lesson of Scorpio Taurus. Like, I actually think we are going to come into a moment where there is more private community and there is more kind of um containment, but that it will it's almost like it'll be like a, a, a sort of a reformatting of everybody's sort of inner thoughts and the thing like like sometimes we have to separate and isolate so that we actually get our truth out in a way that we feel as a quote-unquote safe space but i think that long term that's what's happening that like that scorpio south node is basically being like yo you guys like if you keep it a secret it becomes a problem and that is when when you're talking about fortune becoming a problem it's because it has to be a secret and so then there is this it Right. Get this energy of like co- a collection of people that all agree with this thing that then is underground. And it's, yeah, there's nothing more dangerous than the things in the shadows. Right. Exactly. So like, yeah, let this meathead talk to people and say stupid opinions that then his listeners are mostly going to either dis like not agree with or do their own research on. And then a few people who are listening to it, yeah, are going to take it at face value, but they would have found it somewhere else if they didn't hear it there. So it's like, why are we? And then, so he did this video, which again, I think he is not smart enough to be controlling the conversation on this. Like he is not. And Someone else should be having these conversations. The problem really is that these scientists who disagree with the general majority of other scientists are not being given any other platform. That's the problem. Like 100% and that nobody is saying, hey, you guys, science is a creative process that's never ending. Right. And why is an MMA commentator the only dissenting voice? Like, why are the people who do believe with the consensus or the majority, why are they so nervous that their point can be disproven so easily like there should be debates going on on cnn and msnbc all the time about this we should be talking it out if you can't participate in this conversation it's because you can't participate in the conversation you're actually choosing to turn your brain off and be a nazi even if you're for the good everything i've heard on his podcast which again i stopped really listening at the beginning of 2020 because it was too stupid but (laughs) i still listened to a few things and i'm triple vaxxed like it didn't fucking radicalize me against getting vaccinated not to mention like what's the astrology of this moment okay so number one whoopee is an Aquarius rising. And right now, Saturn in the sky is sitting on her ascendant. So her, like literally her personality is, is getting rising. rising, her rising signs ascendant. So her, her personality is getting punished or penalized, or there's a boundary or block put on her ability to show up and do her work. Okay. And she is a 10th house Scorpio sun and moon conjunct Saturn. It, that's her career house. So she lit like she's literally living the astrology, which is like the South Node, which is the drain is and her Saturn is getting hit in her legacy midheaven career. Right. So that Scorpio sun, moon and Saturn and legacy are being drained. She actually cannot show to show up to work right now. She has to North Node and Taurus fourth house stay home. And then mm-hmm. Saturn on her ascendant. She is getting punished for her persona. Yeah, well, it all checks out. So literally, right now, now on the flip, let's talk about Neil Young for a minute. Okay, okay but let's. So, what what do you think based on the astrology? What is Whoopi's way out of this mess? 
I want her to leave the view. I want her to say, go fuck yourselves. I could absolutely see her leaving the view. And I, I am a little bit afraid, to be honest, that this is not the end of her troubles. I think the the worst case scenario with this chart is that we find out, but I think this is an extreme death of her current career personality. I think if she reemerges, it is something, maybe she'll go on Rogan, but like, if, I think this is the end of Whoopi's career as she knows it, even if it doesn't happen like right away with all of this Saturn energy, all of the Scorpio draining. She has so much Scorpio in her chart and it's her legacy with that Aquarius with Saturn on her ascendant. Like we're going to, when we re-meet, uh, I don't think she's going to quit like tomorrow, but I think this could be her last season. And then what she does after this, I think is going to have to be a complete and total like like she's going to hit us with a look. And she's had a lot of phases, so it'll be interesting to see. But she's about to die in order to be reborn. Good. Ru- Whoopi's been to punk rock for The View. 100 percent. 100 percent. It's wild that she's been on it for this long. Like, well, I but want- it's also why they've been so successful, because she, The View without her is is really lacking a little bit of punk rock. Right, exactly. I mean, well, they had Rosie before, and, like, they always have – it's really funny because people always dismiss The View as, like, housewife television, and it's, like, the women on it have always been from all different walks of life. It is not, like – like, yeah, there's always a white Republican like Elizabeth Hasselbeck or Megan McKean, but then the rest of the women are all really interesting. And the people who bash The View, I mean, I know I just said Whoopi's too punk rock for it, but I love The View, and I actually love The View. I used to stay home from school to watch The View even as a kid. Yeah, the people who bash it just don't want to hear women speak. Right, one hundred percent. All it is, yeah. like, or, or they just like right, or they're like actually low key. What they're not saying is like they judge their stay at home moms for watching the right, people. right. And also, okay, so you're gonna laugh. the 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 British version of the view is called Loose Women, and <laughs> I mean, wow, which is more on the nose? Kind of hard to say. I know. And so the, on loose women, there was, I got a TikTok today of the women of loose women. It was a hot mic moment where they're like, next, we're going to have Joe Wicks, the nation's PE teacher to come and teach us exercises. And one of the women didn't realize it was still recording. And she goes, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. It was so funny. But the first comment with the most likes on TikTok, this is young people. These are supposed to be the most open-minded people. Was wow, a TV show where Karen's just Karen. Oh my God, we have Karen on Karen violence here. No, but a, a middle-aged woman saying she doesn't like someone is not a Karen. Well, it, it's, it's actually it's, it's it's like so perfect though for this whole conversation though, which is that like we are just upset. Like, right? She's not a, and also like white. If you're a white person, even if you're if you're anybody, comment. Hey, let me take it back. If you've ever said, I hate someone, in, if you ever said you hate someone in your life, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Why is that Karen to it's be like, like I the hate most that normal, guy. like, like over, overused phrase probably of all time? We, we hate yeah. everybody. It's like the whole, like the Karen thing really has become bastardized. And even in the beginning, people were like, Oh, before we know it, Karen is going to be a catch-all term to shut up any middle-aged woman who expresses an opinion. And they were getting eaten alive on Twitter when they said that. And people were like, oh, your white privilege is showing. And it's like, no, this is literally exactly what it's being used for. Well, and actually what's always showing is like people's projections. So for like that that person that – I guess why I made the the quick joke, which wasn't a great joke, but like she's the Karen. If you're writing on something which is as basic as it could possibly get – you go out of your way to make a comment that you're a Karen, then you're a Karen. 
Right. It's like the I, I really think and it's annoying. She's whatever. such a Karen because the woman saying it wasn't a Karen. To be out there calling right. people Karens for things that aren't Karen worthy is it's like hyper Karen. <laughs> like Karen is supposed to be a word for women who weaponize their white privilege against right. people of color. But Saying that you hate a white guy because he's annoying is not is not Karen. Yeah. And also, like, this again is not the fault of the people who made up the term Karen. It's the fault of white people who stole it and bastardized it. Just like on fleek and everything we steal. We fucking ruin it every time. That is our track record, 100% ruined. But anyway, okay. Why were we talking about this? Because we're talking about the view. What do you think? So I think that I think Whoopi's going to bounce. I think she's going to be like, how dare you? Like, good luck having this show without me. She's got enough money. She's like, I actually could, could see that 1000%. This is, I almost think in a way, even subconsciously, she may have said it that way, or it might have been her out. She might have been like, I, I like, don't give a fuck about this as much as I know, because I think she was saying something really deep and she thinks, yeah, 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 yeah. something really true and deep and important. And now, right, right. She's like, and no, it wasn't. Like, we are in agreement, even though we think that it's bullshit that she got suspended. What she said was really dumb. Yeah. But, like, she, she, I think she thought that that was, like, the truth and that she was dropping some knowledge on everyone and everyone was going to be like, oh, my God, you're right. Right. It she probably just thought people that was going to – And it is yeah. white on white crime. Like, but it's like, no. Or – and or I could see it being the kind of thing where she probably – like, I could see it being in her mind. Like, I think she may have had other follow-up points than to actually talk about what in her mind race and racial violence is and but it's like she got caught off at the knees because the minute she said that it's like oh okay no invalid yeah okay so let's get into neil young neil young is the person who kind of led this charge against joe rogan he was like i'm taking all of my music off and even joe rogan in his video response was like i love neil young no hard feelings toward him i totally get it like joe rogan actually had the classiest response to this of like any person who is in this whole thing it's insane yeah can you imagine that people that have different views than you can also be classy people Right. And also, like, what a they, crazy can, thought. they can have different views from you. And yeah, is it irresponsible that he is only pushing this one side? Yes, it definitely is. A hundred percent. And there are but, ways. But, but, but not if he genuinely believes in what he's saying. He feels it's the same way that Whoopi felt like she was saying something deeper. He feels that he's being responsible. Yeah. And he feels that we should be having a debate. He said in his video, he's like, you know, if I had said, at the beginning that cloth masks aren't good enough, you would have tried to say, tried to cancel me. And you weren't allowed to say that on cable news. And now that's the whole thing. The whole thing now is, no, you can't wear a cloth mask because it's not good enough. If I had said in the beginning, oh, the vaccine is, isn't going to present, prevent transmission. It's just going to make the symptoms less. You would have also been like, it would, there would have been a pitchfork mob after you. It's silly. We're not allowed to have the conversations. And like, why is an MMA commentator leading the dissent? It's so stupid. And why are we punishing women that are on shows that are called respectfully the view and loose lipped women? Why are we punishing them for having views and loops lips? Yeah. It's the name of the fucking show. They're gaslighting us. Right. So it's. <laughs> is that, can I use gaslighting there? Everyone using it. But it is actually to be like loose lipped women, the view, but like only some views. And do you better fucking not, you better not say anything on a hot mic, Karen. 
It's like All right. they're not loose lipped and they can't share their views. So, okay, now. Right. Like if you can't say you hate this idiot, what can you say? What can you say? Spotify, we don't necessarily agree with all of your choices. I heard that they've had some, they're sort of not the like, I mean, look, at the end of the day, when you go corporate, you sell your soul. So like, if they, if they're fucked up too now, so be it. That's what culture had does done to us. But if you guys want us to be on the platform and you give us a huge amount of money to be the people that actually discuss the real, real view in the, the Space Trash podcast, we're available. Even a medium amount of money. Anything, literally anything. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so that we can sing your review next week and buy some merch. We have a really cool new Aquarius shirt in the oh, merch store. So good. And actually, maybe I'll even post our little, we had an imp, we had two impromptu testimonials and fashion shows at Last Moonual because the merch is so undeniable. So you just don't deny yourself. Check it out. Last thing I will say is, um, if you leave a review and you're brave enough, vulnerable as Brene Brown encourages us to be to let us know it was you. Um, I have no idea what she's talking about when she talks about that. Well, this would be it to say like, I love you and I love your podcast. And I'm, I, even if I used a, a fucking cheeky name, you know, just my initials, I don't want everyone to know that I love you, but you know, you've been hiding your Rogan love too. It's like, we all do it. But it's mm-hmm. like, um, if you message us and you say, Hey, that was my review. I want to say as an extra bonus, you can request the song. If you don't request a song, we're going to do Les Mis and then we're going to do Godspell when we finish the catalog. But if you want to request a song that is musical yeah. theater, musical theater or pop that's mbop good, let us know. We'll sing it I for think you. musical theater is really the the move. Okay, so it does have to be musical theater and any other like just pop riffs. Those are going to be just my own. That's actually just for Sarah and Molly. Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you all so much for listening. You really are a wonderful audience and... We really love you and we really want you to buy merch and listen to the podcast and please tell your friends and actually just play the podcast on, on like play it all, like totally like all day, every day, just on the background when you're working with no sound. If you want to do blast that. it with the windows down, you are a wonderful audience. The only thing we wish is that there was more of you. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.